Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And also brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we have our usual Friday look at what happened in major grain markets this week. Wheat is down. Canola is up this week. We have the winners in the Yorkton Grain Millers Harvest Showdown Grain Show. Real Agriculture talks about food prices. We take a look at the final crop report for Manitoba, and the Commons Ag Committee discusses goals for fertilizer use. The farm weather is in its usual spot. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director, Tim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. Grain prices were mixed this week. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Piccalo says spring wheat futures were down 26 cents a bushel, but canola was up $39 per metric ton. Well, Jim, starting off on the canola front, the January canola futures increased approximately $39 a ton. Here today, we are sitting above 900 at 908.50, up approximately $11.5 a ton on the day. So very strong action here this week on the canola side. On the Minneapolis wheat front, today we're up about 12 and a quarter cents, sitting at 9.55. However, However, on the week, we are actually down still about 26 cents a bushel on the week. There's been, again, quite a bit of action when it comes to the wheat side of things. Earlier this week, we did see wheat jump up uh, over 50 cents a bushel on the drone strikes on some Russian naval ships. However, the news faded fairly quickly with Russia signing more of a wheat deal. So, wheat came basically crashing back down to where it was just before that and now we are seeing Minneapolis wheat uh, trying to find a bit of a bottom but uh, still technically it is not positive. What pushed canola up $39 a ton? A few different things. So the first thing is, is soybean oil is actually nearing its contract highs on the December contract. So we did see the high back in June over kind of where it is right now, but we are nearing that. So palm oil has been strong. And I believe the November contract expiring kind of last week, we saw some contracts rolling to this next month on the January, and we're seeing it now again above that 900, which it is quite of a positive technical development here for for the canola market. So what's the market outlook for next week and beyond for the rest of winter? Well, 
I've been saying here on our, our show, Jim, as well as, you know, at, uh, to clients that I could still see canola going higher in the wintertime. So I've positioned clients to take advantage of this rally here for some time. And I still think that it has room to go up. Again, uh, nobody has that crystal ball. And, you know, there could be news that comes out like we saw on the wheat side of the market. But it's still seeming like if canola can stay above this 900, you know, it might have some more legs to it. And the wheat outlook? Wheat is a bit a different of a story. The trend has still been down here kind of for the last really couple months. And with, I would say, kind of the the technical action, there has been some weather issues in the U.S., Argentina, and Australia. But we still haven't found a bit of a bottom technically here. So right now, it seems like the trend is down. But uh, you do wonder how far can it keep going here. Adam Bacallo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eaves Troughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesTroughs.ca And your Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. The 2022 Grain Millers Harvest Showdown Grain and Forage Show Awards was held last night in Yorkton. Starting off with the commercial grain show, the cereal champions were Graham and Tricia Mink or Minky, my apologies for not saying it correctly, of Yorkton. The oilseed champion was Warnica Land and Cattle Company of Momart. The specialty grains champion was Devon Paley of Kenora. The organic grain champion was Earl Statura of Yorkton. And the premier grain award went to Ford Dairy Farms of Yorkton. Turning to the forage show, the hay champion was Larry Conan of Rokeby. The silage champion was also Larry Conan of Rokeby. And there was a tie for the premier forage champion between Hillstead Farms of Langenberg and Larry Conan of Rokeby. In the pedigreed seed show, the premier seed champion was Petrus Wild, pardon me, Petrus Weed of Watson. The 2022 Farmer Recognition Award went to Malinowski Farms of Yorkton. Len Malinowski says he took over the family farm in 1998 with 300 acres and 200 cows. At first, he kept his job to sell farm machinery while expanding the farm. Made a decision in the next few years to buy 10, 12 quarters. We bought that, and now we're running that 20 quarters we own, we've, and we rent about 12. So we put around close to 5,000 acres in. We seed every year now, and we run about 130 cows. I should have said 20 cows is what he started with. Melanowski says his son also works on the farm. He seeded canola, wheat and oats this spring facing wet weather. But it was worthwhile. Well, I'll tell you, one of the best years I've seen in growing at all. Out of all the years I've been at it, it's been a few years. And I had a great year, great crop and just good prices. You couldn't beat it. Melanowski says he pushed ahead despite wet fields and was able to seed 95% of his land. He's quite pleased with current prices. Oh, how can you not be? If there's anybody out there not happy with the crops we grow, grew this year around Yorkton area and the prices we got, uh, I tell you what, it helps restore what we just went through for the last two years because we're getting, we would tap on the bins and it was pretty dry for a while there. Rising costs are a concern on the farm, particularly interest rates. It comes down to, and I still believe in running a farm, you got to know right to the acre how much you're going to net. Like if it's costing you so much an acre, okay, what am I going to make per acre? That's my method, and that's always been the way I run my farm. I want to know per acre what I'm running. And 
you got to watch because you know in uh, a few years ago it was very tight you had to be very careful what you put in now you got a little more playroom and you can move a little bit but it's crawling back up there now again That's another story on the cattle end. Uh, I mean, uh, cattle industry has to do some real changes. Uh, I, I'm worried about the cattle industry. Uh, what I'm really worried about the cattle industry is if you pencil it out and if you have 130 or even 200 cows, when you come and pencil everything out for the price of the grain, price of the land, and what we're running over, the equipment, you're not making nothing. There's no money there. Like, there's nothing. Like, unless something changes, the cattle industry is going to be in trouble. Malinowski's advice, only change what you can control, let the rest worry about itself. Then Malinowski of Malinowski Farms won the 2022 Farmer Recognition Award last night at the Grain Millers Harvest Showdown. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Let's talk about the grocery market, food prices, and uh, all of that. We're talking to Kevin Greer. He's uh, with Kevin Greer Market Analysis and Consulting. Kevin, welcome. Good to be here, Sean, as always. Okay, I guess we've you put out your September report, the grocery trade report, and you know there is so much focus on food prices here right now. Are, are we seeing any easing at all? Well, I don't think so. I think actually it's getting worse on the food front. I think overall inflation has shown signs of uh, not declining, but the rate of increase has slowed. But uh, food, no, no, it's uh, still 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 pretty hot. It feels like we're kind of in a bit of the the finger pointing stage of of this in Canada yeah. and, and other countries. Uh, focused on you know what is causing this food price inflation, and a, a lot of eyes right now on on grocers. Uh, mm. what, what are your what are your thoughts on uh, how the some of the blame game is playing out here right now? Well, I suppose that's inevitable. Um, I put out that uh, grocery trade report before I heard about uh, the Com Competition Bureau doing a, doing some research into the state of competition in the grocery industry, and before I heard about the uh, the NDP uh, calling it greedflation. Um, so I, you know, I, I put it out without it knowing that, and I was looking at um, a lot of well during the pandemic, I was. I was pointing out all throughout that, that the grocers did not take advantage of the fact that everybody was uh, stuck going to the grocery store instead of going out to, to restaurants and so on, and, and everybody was panic buying. Our grocers did not jack up prices at all during 2020 and 2021, hardly at all, I should say, compared to the American grocers who were really jacking up prices. So that's the first thing. During the during the two years in which uh, we were hostage at the grocery stores, uh, they didn't take advantage of us. Um, so so after that, uh, in 2022, prices started rising dramatically. Um, but all during that 2020 and 2021, their costs were going up quite a bit too. So this is kind of, they're 
catching up. But in the latter part of 2022, again, I'm noticing, and this, Sean, is not my opinion. This is StatsCan data on, on, on costs of food to the grocers. Uh, it's gone up again dramatically in the second half of, uh, after, uh, say, May of 2022, their costs have gone up again. So um, it, it's, 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 you got to look at the costs first and foremost in terms of uh, what the problems are. Well, when there's problems, we look for solutions. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what 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 reverses this trend? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a tough one, Sean. I, I think the first thing is is again the the fundamentals of the commodity markets are not sl- slowing down. I mean, I, I the corn is the yeah, green corn is the bellwether of, of almost all commodities. As corn goes, so goes all the commodities pretty well. Like even even say processing tomatoes, you know that corn they negotiate the processing tomato pricing uh, based off of what they can you know get for planting uh, corn, alternative crops. So. That shows no sign of going down at all, Sean. As you know, that corn prices have gone up. Actually, uh, they had a big crop in the United States, but uh, wasn't uh, wasn't record large, and it wasn't enough to to cool that down. So I don't I don't see it I don't see it ending anytime soon, Sean. Uh, compare September twenty two to September twenty one. Reading from your grocery trade report, it's interesting to go through some of the categories. Mm-hmm. And what's leading higher? This isn't just one commodity because of one marketing scheme. This, this is a very broad-based increase that we are seeing. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, and again, before we start thinking, it's uh, just in Canada. The, the U.S. rates have been similar as well. Mm. There's a there's a pretty good correlation there between the Canada and the United States, except during the pandemic. Like I said, uh, it was astounding to me to to watch our grocers basically absorb these cost increases during 2020 and 2021 compared to the American grocers who were, you know, behaving like perhaps you and I would. If somebody's got a shop with me and they're coming in. Or, you know, tearing down the doors, chances are we're going to increase our prices quite a bit, but our grocers did not compared to the Americans. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly sunny today, wind southwest 30, the high plus 5. Showers beginning overnight, wind south 30, the low minus 4, with temperature rising to plus 3 by morning. Saturday, showers, wind south 30, gusting to 50, becoming west 50, gusting to 70 tomorrow afternoon, the high plus 6. Saturday night, snow and local blowing snow, windy, the low minus 8. Sunday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, local blowing snow and windy, the high minus 9, the low minus 15. Monday, periods of snow with a high minus 7, the low minus 7. Tuesday, snow, the high minus 3, the low minus 11. Wednesday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, the high minus 10, the low minus 15. Thursday, partly cloudy, the high minus 11. Normal high for this date is plus 2, the normal low minus 9. The sun rose at 7.54 this morning. It sets at 5.30 tonight. And currently around the province, the hot spot is Valmarie in the southwest corner at 6 degrees. The cold spot, 
Scott Agriculture Canada Station, minus 13. In Regina with scattered clouds, it's plus 3. That's 38 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southwest at 28, gusting to 39. Humidity is 53%. The barometric pressure dropping 100.6. Partly cloudy in Moose Jaw, plus 3. Winds are from the southwest at 30. Once again, Regina, mostly sunny. It's a beautiful sunny day. Plus 3, that's 38 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Harvest is all but complete across Manitoba according to their last crop report of the year. James Fry is the Applied Production Specialist with Manitoba Agriculture in Roblin. He says the winter wheat crop had some interesting yields in northwest Manitoba. The yield that we see on average for the region was about 70 bushels per acre, uh, but fall rye is lower than that with about 50 bushels an acre as an average. Uh, and we're kind of expecting that, you know, based on the, the fact that there were um, some some unseeded acres throughout the season due to that uh, excess moisture in the spring, you know, especially kind of as we get closer to Dawson and Grandview area, uh, that we may actually see a bump in winter wheat acres next year. Uh, looking at spring wheat, uh, the region actually did very well throughout the year, and um, the average uh, yield across our whole northwest region was between 75 and 85 bushels an acre. And of course, there's some that are above and some below that, but about 85% of the crop uh, was graded as a one CW. And then we have, you know, kind of fractions lower than that. So about 10% is a two CW and five is a three CW. Looking at barley, the average was around 70 to 90 bushels an acre. And about 75% of that was graded as one CW. Oats are uh, maybe more of a mixed bag. They did well on overall with uh, about 120 to 140 bushels an acre, and uh, most of that came in as a 2CW. One of the things that may have contributed to slightly lower uh, bushel weights on oats is actually some observation of rust uh, in the the crop, so that may have had an effect on, on the grain development. Numbers. Uh, there wasn't a lot of corn in the northwest region, actually, um, but uh, apparently what did what was planted was about 150 bushels an acre for, for grain. If you uh, look at silage, the average uh, tonnage per acre there was a, around 16, uh, some fields as high as 20, uh, 20 tons per acre. And as for canola? Canola was a very... Um, I think a very tricky crop this season, um, especially due to the, the moisture leading into the, into the planting season that really required a lot of producers to think on their feet uh, as far as what field they were able to get into at any given time. And, uh, you know, that combined with the, the cold temperatures, there was some slow germination going on, some late germination, and, and then, you know, waves of flea beetle pressure especially 
Uh, we can also look to things like strong winds and uh, you know, there were some flattening events throughout the season that really resulted in a lot of very stagey fields. And so the poor canola fields, if we if we sort of categorize the ones that did, did poorly and the ones that did well, those poor canola fields yielded around 20 to 30 bushels an acre with kind of that um, 35 to 40 average for better fields. And then some, of course, uh, looking, you know, into that 50, mid-50s range. So... You know, if we kind of extend the, the 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 boundaries of our region here, we're looking at uh, areas like the Pa, which actually did very well. Uh, you know, kind of a 50 bushel an acre um, average, and canola quality was actually very good despite all of that. So, you know, tough row to hoe this summer, but uh, the the yields were there and quality was very good. Fry also comments on flax and sunflower. Flax crops actually had very good yields with around 30 to 40 bushels an acre which is, uh, you know, it's a somewhat above uh, average for, for my comparison with other years. And uh, the sunflower harvest uh, is actually ongoing. If you drive you know, further south, you'll see that uh, there are still some fields with sunflower standing. And, uh, but the anticipated average yield for that is about 2,300 pounds per acre. Fryad's pulses were a challenging crop this year with yields of 35 and 45 bushels to the acre, while better fields were 55 to 65 bushels. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Liberal MP on the Commons Agriculture Committee took exception to some of the testimony presented to the committee this week. The issue was global food insecurity. One of the presenters was Gunter Yoakum with the Western Wheat Growers Association. He told the committee that Canadian farmers are poised to help address global food insecurity if they're allowed to do what they do best, which is grow crops unhindered by what he called bad government policy. He used the example of the federal government's drive to reduce emissions from nitrogen fertilizer. Here's the comment he made. There is a proposed policy that would reduce greenhouse gas emissions from fertilizer by 30% by the year 2030. An ambitious goal indeed. The government has stated it's a voluntary goal. However, they have also said not meeting this target is not an option. Liberal MP Francis Druin took exception to the statement. The minister nor myself have never said that we would implement uh, that 30% emissions reduction through regulations. We said we would do that through incentives. So you've said that we would do that through regulations and I'm just curious to find out where have you been hearing that because that's the first time I've heard that. All I've heard was yes the minister has said it is a voluntary goal. At the same time I have also heard the minister say that not achieving a 30 percent reduction in emission is uh, is not an option. And so can you provide uh, this committee with that quote please? Can you provide this committee with this quote? that you said that the minister, you've well, heard I, the minister? Because it's just, I, I have never heard the minister say that. And I'm really close with her. And I've been working with that office for, for seven years. 
whether it was the previous minister nor, or the new minister, I've never heard the minister say that before. So I'm curious just to find out where you've heard this and who's telling you this because I think that's misinformation to this committee. I'm happy to have this debate, but it has to happen on facts. Yoakum says he heard the not-an-option comment from the minister when she was being interviewed by a journalist this year. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building material supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. Grain markets were showing downward movement in early trading. Viterra prices for canola fell 760 at 861.82. Number one red spring wheat went down $4.14 at 421.96. The rest were unchanged. Durham 491.52. Feed barley 367.87. Chickpeas 925.95. Flax 752.98. Lentils 768.50. Oats 289.32, yellow peas 469.08, and feed wheat 289.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December rose five and a half cents at 9.48 and a half cents. It's the livestock reports on the Source 620 CARM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now the latest livestock quotes. This is Graham Barnett with the market three two one. This is Graham Barnett with the market report. Heartland livestock here in Moose Jaw. Three thousand calves on offer this week. Another four hundred cows here on Thursday. These top end Charley calves these continue to sell very well here. Short ears and planer calves are being discounted. Cow market, it's kind of in the doldrums here right now. These good cows, 82 to 91. Sales right up to 94 bucks on the top, top end. Medium cows, 74 to 81. Shelly cows, they're lower yet. The top end tans, they continue to sell at a premium here in Moose Jaw. 64 tans, 538 at 295. 101 tans, 599 at 274 and 50. 85 tan, 643 at 262 and a quarter. 540 weight tan heifers at 240, 648 tans at 225. Our Tuesday, November 8th and our Tuesday, November 15th sales are full. This is Grandpa Barnett reporting. Let's have a great afternoon. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,600 hogs Thursday, selling a range of 226 to $240 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,600 head selling in a range of $226 to $238 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, November 5th are Oli West 2020, 230.10, Oli West 2021, 237.70, Maple Leaf Sig 4, 227.01, Ham's Cash, 225.01, Thunder Creek Brickco, 229.57, and High Life Cash and Contract, $240.01 per CKG. Coming up, the- this is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. The province says new stats can numbers show Saskatchewan's merchandise exports rose 45% in September compared to the same month last year. It's the highest increase among the provinces. 
Trade and Export Development Minister Jeremy Harrison says Saskatchewan has what the world needs, from food to fuel to fertilizer. Saskatchewan's merchandise exports were $4.5 billion in September. In the first nine months of this year, Saskatchewan's merchandise exports grew by almost 45%, compared to the same period in 2021 to $38 billion. Metal ores, non-metallic minerals and industrial machinery led the year-over-year growth with minerals up 100% and industrial machinery jumping 57%. In August, the value of wholesale trade in Saskatchewan jumped 74% compared to August of last year, while manufacturing sales rose 29% during the same period. On the markets today, the TSX is up 116 points to 19,358. The Dow has risen 17 points to 32,018. Oil has gained 3.99 at 92.16 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 74 cents even. That's U.S. funds. That's the Resource Report. And if you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything A. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.